Ladies and gentlemen, Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Listen to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtracks your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars return to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Oh, it's Belts on. Welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Um, and as usual, uh, we've done about 10 of these shows, or maybe more now. The first one here every time is Candace Warner. And I've got to say, thank you, Candace. You've taken precious time away from being a mumzilla at your kids' netball. And uh, <laughs> you, you put the yelling away to join us because you're always here prepped nice and early. Nice. Good morning to you. Good morning. And the sun is out today, which is a very rare on a Saturday. So we're winning. I see what's going well, maybe on. Maybe I'm the issue because I'm in Canberra. So, maybe uh, it is you. I see what's going on here. He's saying, oh, she's here early, always prepped. No mention of me, which only says to me that obviously I'm not here early. Richard, and there is a problem. Are you a middle that. child? What's Ooh, that got a... to do with it? Because the way you're speaking at the moment, you're sounding a little bit like you've got the middle child bit syndrome. Precious. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Richard, or small man syndrome, I would have thought. Yeah. Oh, no. Listen, uh, it's Mother's nice. Day. He's trying, nice. Dan's trying to be nice. He knows that Dave's away. He's just being a good bloke. Is there anything wrong with that? Yeah. Um, how have you turned a compliment for Candace, mm. a very nice compliment, yep. in, encased in a little shot at her being a mumzilla? But I was just mm. saying, hey, how prepared she is. Yeah. And you've turned that into somehow an insult to you because that's how it was meant on a Saturday morning that's, it's all about I know which. what you're up to Dan I know what you're up to <sighs> see when you're not here I actually say nice things about you Rich like I did last really? week well yes but but you're here now so that's it can we Let's play talk- that again <laughs> for Penrith and Parramatta what a game that was Congrat- you, all you Eels fans you must be excited you got a serious team haven't you they're not the flat track bullies anymore uh, I, don't know how they, I don't know how Penrith got, could get beaten. The last time I watched them play, I didn't get to watch them last night, but the last time I, I watched them play, I couldn't see it, how a team could beat them. Mm. Parramatta did the big, big things in the big moments. One triple three five three. Get in now. We've only got a tiny little slot if you want to have your say. And, yes, we'll get to one of the worst decisions in the history of the game, but thank God it didn't change the result because – Parramatta found a way to hold on. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. Paul Gallen will join us in the second hour. He's got a fight to promote, but we'll talk a bit of footy with him. We've got a lot of subjects to cover between now and midday. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Do you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Dead Set Legends, thank you, Cranberries. But let's talk footy. That's what we're all here for. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, Dan Ganane. What a game, Candace, last night. Um, Parramatta didn't catch Penrith off, you know, off the mark. Uh, it wasn't as if Penrith didn't turn up. They turned up. Parramatta were better. That th- This has just changed the dynamic of the competition. I don't think anyone's at Penrith is worried, but now we have a, a real player in the Eels. Yeah, also, like Ivan Cleary wasn't coaching last night. Andrew Webster was the filling coach, but 
It's uh, the Eels were impressive. You can't take anything away from them. They've now beaten Melbourne. They're beaten Penrith. They're you'd have to think that they're serious um, premiership contenders. They've just got to really step up every single week. But if they don't do it this year, is it going to be too late? But you know, Para were very impressive. Rich, we've got to just take them. We'll talk more about Parramatta because they're the mm. stars of the of, of, mm. of the night. What a run that was from Penrith. 21 in a row at home. You know, last night was the first time they lost any game in which they've had a lead at any time for two and, two and a bit years. Well, I, watch, I watched them last week, and I couldn't imagine a team getting past them. The, the pressure they were able to apply, Penrith, you know, they just mm. keep pushing the, the other team back to, the, back to their own goal line, and, and, and they can't get off it. Mm. And I don't know. Parramatta must have just yeah. fa- found a way through that. I know they made a lot of offloads. Parramatta that might yeah. have that might have helped their cause a lot. You know, they, they, and a lot of the stats. I'm just looking at the stats here. They yeah. they did win a lot of the stats. Parramatta would have won by a lot more if Jared Sutton just blew his whistle a bit more. I mean, what <laughs> about the knock on? How do you not pull that back and then kick out, go on and score from that 90 minutes, 90 seconds out from half time? Like, what a joke. What, what a shame there was or not, because that was an unbelievable try with the little kick at the end and the mm. put down, but obviously completely ruined by was a blatant the lead up. On. I mean, Kikau was almost apologetic at the end of it because he obviously he knew looked it was a bit a embarrassed. I mean, how do you not pull that up? That was a so. What happens now? The challenge can't be used there because it's what too many plays for too far back in the mm. in the play. Yep. This yeah, is what, that, so yeah, you know, I don't know why you can't challenge that. Say, hey, you knocked it on mm. up there. So know? this yeah, is what annoys is, me about the, the refs. How do they, So Jared Sutton, does he now get penalised and, and he can't play an NRL game, uh, ref an NRL game next week? What happens if Penrith won because of that? Yeah, well, I think the touch he's got to wear some blame as well. So he might have been obscured, Sutton, because the ball was dropped on the on the sideline Angle side, if you like, sort of away from the middle, so he mightn't have seen the it. The bunker but... can't tip the ref. Well, exactly. Of course he could. Of mm. course he could. It was obvious. I mean, well, the original camera view yeah. showed a clear knock on. I mean, that's a whole. Listen, you know, you talk about let's add the possibility to challenge. Mm. Let's just get those decisions right. Yeah. You know, you don't want to add extra... Do- We've got enough challenges and slowdowns. If you start allowing challenges for two plays down the road, yeah. mate, mate, we'll become the NFL. Yeah. But, but couldn't yeah. when the try was scored, couldn't the, the, the bunker guys just say, listen, just go back and check something mm. back there before you award that try? Can't they say that? Yeah, but hang on. Then you could argue that something, a mistake that was made eight plays earlier has led to this because yeah. that but- meant that... Mm. How does the ref not see that, or the the linesman? How how do you not see no, that? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, Parramatta. Th- this was the mark of their win. Penrith had sixty percent territory, so this is what they do. They suffocate teams. The Eels, they they manage to find a way. Uh, Moses is polling Dalian points every week. Um, they're Isaiah Papali'i. Well done to the West Tigers because they've actually made a really good, smart purchase. A guy in his prime. Uh, let's hope he doesn't get injured, honestly, because they buy a lot of uh, diamonds in the rough that turned out to be pretty rough. Mm. This one might just be a straight-up diamond. But even Dylan but, Brown last night, he returned back to the halves and scored the win. I mean, he was brilliant. And, and can we just say, well done to uh, Brad Arthur. Look, he acknowledged... All right, he tried something last week. He did it out of necessity. He dropped his son. That can't have been easy. Um, he handled the whole, you know, social media nepotism thing very well. And 
bit the bullet, put Dylan back in the mm-hmm. six jersey, which he shouldn't have moved him from, but yeah. he, he had his reasons to do it. But you know what? Learned his lesson. No harm done. They're six and three, and they're probably going to make the top four. Yeah, and Arthur actually said after the game, it's his proudest he's been at um, his time at the club. So uh, it was a phenomenal win. I, I was stunned by that because they've won. Even though, yes, they've disappointed when it comes to finals. Often, basically, they get to week two and that's it. Yeah. But he's been there nine years. I know. Yeah, that's a big comment. That's it, a big comment. And they've won some big games There's in nothing that sweeter than retribution. But do you you know, think, or, or vindication might be think, a better word. Do you think, though, any time that you beat the Panthers is like a grand final? It is at the moment. You know? Would have to feel that. Yeah. Especially that crowd, that venue. The Battle of the West. Exactly. So, well done, Eels. Um, uh, Penrith, I don't, I don't think they'll lose any admirers there. And they've got M- Melbourne next week. Yeah, that's a big double, isn't it? Pa- mm. Parramatta uh, into Melbourne in front of 50,000 at Suncorp. Anyway, we've got a lot to get through, boys and girls, the, to, this, after, the, this afternoon, this morning. So let's take a break. Paul Gallon's going to join us in the second hour, but lots of other sport to get to as well. This is the Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M Dead Set Legends, Candace Warner, Rich Friedman, and Dan Ganane. Of course, Rich, uh, you weren't with us last week, although God bless you, 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 uh, you lost your mum and you still wanted to be here because you didn't want to let us down, but you made the right call, Rich, and, and wasn't the same without you, but you, you had to be where you had to be. But, um, I'm so sorry about your loss. I know Candace is too. Tell me about your mum. and um, You're very quiet, actually. You don't talk about your family all that much. And I've enjoyed listening to you talk about your mum the last few days. Well, my mum, thank you, Dan. They're very kind words. But my my mum was a special character. I mean, she was a grand lady. She was 89 when she died last Friday. And, you know, she'd had advanced dementia for a couple of years. So we'd, we'd done a bit of grieving before, before it all happened. And, um, you know, she was just, she born and raised in Brisbane, then met my dad on Coogee beach. So, you know, very much a Sydney story. And, um, I won't go through the the whole life story, but suffice to say, uh, her first baby, Mark, my eldest brother got, uh, encephalitis as a, as a, as a toddler and Mm. ended up with quite severe brain damage. So, She's raising a disabled child. She then has Lee, who, you know, challenging enough, right? <laughs> and, and then goes on and, ha- and, and has me and yeah. Anthony and Michael. Finally puts the cue in the rack after saying to the doctor when Michael was born, please tell me that's a girl, <laughs> arguably. No, no. He, <laughs> he, he said, said uh, no, sorry, it's all there. And, and she said, right, well, that's it. Um, so, you know, she raised five sons, one of whom was disabled. Mm. Um, she was in, a bit like you, Candace, in a, a way, you know, we, when we had our chins on the ground, she'd say, listen, you, we, I'll say exactly what she said. One time we couldn't sell all these horses and we thought it was the end of the world. You know, we were going to go broke and all that sort of thing. She said, come in here, you people. Uh, and we, we all went into the kitchen. She said, you weak bastards. <laughs> she said, she said. You get out there and sell those horses. You don't give up. You don't, you don't roll over. That's not what we do. Mm. So anyway, we went out and sold all the horses. She had some, she's one of the great regifters in the world. She mm-hmm. would regift anything. She had a cupboard full of gifts that she'd been given that she would regift to us. 
It would even have let notes to her written in a book or something. She'd say, no, no that's your book now. <laughs> she's very resourceful like So that. she seems incredibly resilient, she is. strong. She was, yeah. um, but as a mother myself, you know, for her to have a disabled son first and then continue to have kids, it yeah. would have been incredibly challenging. Yeah. Um, and my dad. And five sons. My dad was a bit of a, you know, I love my dad, but he died when we were quite young. But mm. he was a bit of a maverick. He, mm. he came home from, he was a builder. He came home one day and he said, uh, we're going fishing. I bought a trawler. Mm. So down to Kiama, the family went, right? And dad was, that had to, took him a couple of years to go broke at that. Yeah. And then my mum went, yeah. you know, just sucked it up mm. and then back to Sydney and then down to Yass, we ended up on a farm. Mum was there, mm. all of us there, still running the shop. So she would be the secret to, I guess, all your guys' success. Well, yes, I'm happy to say that. Without my mother, we would mm. not have survived. Yeah. But she just, you know, yeah. she's a tough lady. Good. Well, see, I've always, I'm not religious at all, but I, I know people who have faith believe that God um, or whatever the higher power is saves the disabled children for the for the very special parents. And every time, mm. you know, what well, you've described about your mum, it sounds like she was perfectly equipped to handle what is a difficult situation, yeah. and and it yeah. sounds like she's handled it magnificently. And she did. I don't. We don't like giving you a rap, Rich, but she's. Oh, I don't know your other, your brothers that well at all, but she raised a hell of a good one with you, Rich. And I thank you, Dan. That's very and, kind of um, you to say that. Uh, you're I, a good I, man. And, it seems and like obviously you mean she it. was a wonderful woman. <laughs> No, I know. Thank you, Dan. I know. They're That's laughing. it. Sincerity oh, over. Let's get back to the shit canning. Triple M, uh, <laughs> this is the Dead Set Legends. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. And be part of the action of Queensland's live sporting events like... NRL Magic Round in Brisbane. We'll be there next week for Triple M footy. Stay and play on at queensland.com forward slash play on. Let's do this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. So we've covered off on league. Eels a great win. Canberra winners over Canterbury. Not the greatest game, but a win for Canberra. That's all they needed. Um, two AFL games last night. What's going on here, Rich? They're playing double headers now on Friday night. Yeah, oh, seems to be a thing. Yeah, I think it is a thing. I tell you what, how good are Fremantle going? Well, they've just, just absolutely. That's enormous. They're, 102 they're, to 24 last night. I know North they stink. Mm. Uh, they have done for a while, but but this young but team. They also must have played really well to. Yeah, I know the other team isn't great, mm. but they may they must have just gelled and just did everything right. Yeah, and it was cold and windy last night, and it, you know it mm. wasn't conducive to shooting high scores. But uh, to shoot 102 and just hold your opposition to 24. And the other game, Port Adelaide over the Western Bulldogs, 86-69. So the doggies are struggling a little, aren't they, uh, the year off the uh, grand final? Uh, Swans are home to Gold Coast this afternoon at one forty-five. That's not going to be a problem, is it, for Sydney? Uh, well, no, it shouldn't be. That shouldn't be a problem. What I did you make say. as well of the um, Twilight match last Sunday, Arvo? Like, that was... It was so good to see a game of AFL at the SCG, you know, at yeah. Twilight. I liked it. Was it much good to see the result? No, the no, the result you know, was The result good... wasn't what we were looking for. But, but the Lions are a hot team. They are hot. They are, look, they, they're going to be definitely finals contenders and may make the grand final too. They'll be very hard to beat the Lions. Mm. They're, uh, 
they they got a good side, well balanced side. They can shoot high scores. Mm. They they're going to be hard to beat. They got a big crowd, didn't they? That's um, well, they should. It was a big game, but they, it'll be interesting. Test one forty five this afternoon. How many turn up at the cricket ground? Uh, Giants host Geelong here in Canberra. I am uh, the Sydney uh, Kings did it easily over the Tasmania Jack Jumpers in Game One of the best of five grand final series. This um, NBL we've tended to ignore, uh, but people have got really interested with Tasmania and what they've done. They didn't even have a venue. They didn't have a team a year ago. They built a venue from scratch uh, less than a year ago. Anyway, the Sydney Kings did the right thing and smashed them in game one, 95 to 78. Question. But they did lose their best player, Jaden Adams, with a hamstring injury. Yes, Rich. What is a jack jumper? I don't know. Don't it know. is something. It is it's something. A something. The name needs to be changed, I think. No, I, I don't, I don't mind the it. name if it, if it actually means something. I think it's like a kangaroo. Is it? I think you might be right. Um, yeah. The the problem is everyone wants to be the Tassie Tigers, but they can't yeah. have the Tassie Tigers. Or the Devils. Or the Tassie Devils, that's right. Or the two heads. I take that back. No, you don't. You're, you're, you're as insincere as ever. By the way, Ben Simmons, the Aussie pinata of American sport, we spent many minutes on him last week. Now, he actually had back surgery on a – what's that face, Candice? What's that? I can see out. the faces just, you make. I've just found out what a jack jumper is, and you're not going to believe what it is. Oh, okay, come on. What is it? It's an ant. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It is too. An oh, ant. don't make out like you knew. <laughs> I you knew it was no something idea. weird. No, I knew it was. I didn't know it was an ant, but I knew it was something weird. I knew it was. Uh, it it was, must uh, be a, like a bland or something. Well, a jumping um, ant. Yes, I think we could safely <laughs> say that. <laughs> I think weren't the Firehawks, a Brisbane uh, football uh, rugby league team, that was was one of those teams that was bidding for a team or fire ants or something. Well, fire so, ants mate, are a huge problem. Uh, they're bad fire ants. I wonder anyway, what the worst um, like mascots are. That, like that have to be up there with the worst. No, I don't mind it. What, what about the ta- what about the Tassie termites? Yeah, that's better. that. That would have been a, oh, what eating wood. You'd rather jack. You'd rather termites than jack. <laughs> well, they do a lot of logging down there. <laughs> Probably a fair few of them down there. All right, you know what I'm doing. I'm putting an end to this. I'm going to cut this sports update in half. And then we'll come back and do another sports update in about 15 minutes. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Game, set and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Uh, let's bring in uh, Greg Rust. Let's do this. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Oh, yes, indeed. We do do it for Bendix Brakes, and uh, we do this for Rusty's Garage, the podcast which you can get for free on the Listener app, one of the most popular um, podcasts on the Listener format. Rusty, good morning to you. Dan, good morning. What, what now, This Miami thing is unbelievable. I don't know if it's unbelievable good or unbelievable bad, but they've got like cellophane in the middle of a football stadium car park to pretend that... They're driving uh, around a marina, um, and there's boats that have been brought in, and they're just sitting there. But I've got to say, Rusty, as stupid so as it's, that, a, it's a set, it, is it? As, as stupid as it sounds, Rusty, it actually looks pretty bloody good for this Grand Prix. They have done an amazing job, and everybody is talking about it. And the success of, of Formula One in America now, I mean, we've talked on the show a couple of times recently about Drive to Survive. Mm. I mean, you've had this week, 
Lewis Hamilton playing golf with Tom Brady. You've had Pierre Gasly hanging out with Michael Jordan. And today, James Corden has been in the press scrum with Daniel Ricciardo as like this fake press manager <laughs> keeping the press at bay. I mean, it's been unreal, guys. And to top it off, the track looks fast. So Mercedes look mm. like they're uh, performing better. And it's going to be, a, it, it appears from practice anyway, which finished about this morning, that it's going to be a good three-way fight between Ferrari, Red Bull and, uh, and the Merck. Am I safe to say here, Rusty, that if anyone asks me who's the best F1 driver, I'll say the bloke with the fastest car? Because that's what it comes down to, right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't, Richard. And no. I will stand toe-to-toe with you and have this argument yeah, every day, my friend. The, the, car, the car is important. I'll give you that. But the calibre oh, of, of the drivers at the top end, mate, you are talking proper athletes who are unbelievably good at what they do. All right. Rusty, huge shock in supercars with the Bathurst winning team switching camps next year after decades in Holdens. Mm. This, is, this is massive. So this is the team that we now know as Walkinshaw and Ricky United. They were the famous red squad, the Holden Racing Team, the official squad for many, many years. And they have announced with Ford executives in America overnight that they are going to switch to Mustangs for the new generation of supercars next year. So this is a really significant move. The team owner, one of the team owners, Ryan Walkinshaw, has done a, uh, an open letter to fans explaining how you know, they're very proud of their, of their, of their heritage and, and what they've done with Holden, but it's, but it's time for a change. So big, big move for those guys. Joining the likes of Dick Johnson Racing and Pickford in Ford from 2023 onwards. And also in supercars, what's been going on with the social media? There's been some really grubby stuff leveled at the umpire in the supercars. So just what is going on there? So Richard, the umpire, as we sort of affectionately call it, he's a driving standards advisor, is a Kiwi by the name of Craig Baird, who is very, very well credentialed as a driver. And he advises the stewards panel on, on various decisions from a driver's perspective. Now, in the wake of the decision last week in Perth, he has been hit with some disgraceful stuff on social media. Chas Mossett has led the charge asking for fans, and 99% of them are very, very good, just mm. asking for a call for calm. No social hate. We, we, in sport, you, you guys know that we're, we're not always fans of the umpire and the decision they make. No one's asking to agree. Support your favourite driver. Staunchly wear the team colours with pride, but just don't get personal. That that stuff is just total rubbish, and as a sport, we are better than that. You know what All I right. think about you know, social media? Go on, Rich. Net yeah. negative. Well, so, I agree with you, so Rich. Don't, I don't know why you do it, Candice. You cop an absolute yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I don't care what people say. No. Yeah, I've noticed this. this. I've noticed you don't care. And, and, no. And, I don't. No. <laughs> And if you don't suppose, like it, don't follow me. I suppose, I suppose you've been through a bit, so maybe you've <laughs> got alligator bit. skin. Anyway, uh, Rusty, now, uh, I don't think <laughs> I've forgotten. So I hope I don't have alligator, alligator skin. skin. I mean, it's a yeah, compliment. Yeah. Tough skin. Yeah. Tough skin. You're not 20 anymore. No. <laughs> oh, get out, Richard. <laughs> Rusty, don't, don't, please, I'm no, trying to get not. Rich. I'm, I'm trying to get his Toto Wolf to say goodbye. Oh, okay. Rusty, as Toto, goodbye. Uh, the car, the, the, Michael, you have to give it back. That's still not right. That's still not right. <laughs> Every week we're doing that. Every week we're doing that. There you go. Thank you, Rusty. Bendix breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Triple M. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner.
Deadset Legends, we're set to speak to Paul Gallon shortly. Just we haven't had Gallon Triple M for a while. He's got a fight to promote. We'll ask him about last night's footy as well. Um, stuff we didn't get to because you two are obsessed with the jack jumpers. Ben Simmons had back surgery. Now, now we, we dealt with him last week, Candice. Mm-hmm. Do we have to sort of bevel off our feelings of Ben being a bit of a softy? Because if he's had back surgery on a yeah. herniated disc, he had something. No, we don't have to back off on him Thank you. at all. Oh, um, I like yeah. had a, had a oh, herniated disc. You know what? What's next? If After this, oh, is going to be something geez. else. He'll have another season where he doesn't play. Hey, hey, Richie's been soft for a long time. Just on that, Dan, mm. you'd like to be Dave, wouldn't you? Oh, look, I can't, <laughs> I can't bat today. I'm a back sore. Get out there. You, you soft. Piece of butter, get out there and bat. <laughs> but I think we've all had enough of Ben Simmons and his excuses. And if it's not this, it's that. So it's the back now, and then it's going to be his little toe. I don't know. I saw, I saw Dave got 90 something. Uh, mm. When was that? Last night or the night before? The night before. 92 right. not out against his old team, uh, the Sunrisers Hydrabad, who oh, got rid of him. Well, that. that's as good as a century. Yeah, yeah oh, it is as good as a century. <laughs> Candace, why did they get rid of him? Why did they get rid of him? Because you know there was what? something weird about that whole thing. It's very weird, and it's a really long story. But the, mm. the, the but the stuff that I can tell you is it's really petty, and a lot of the stuff David doesn't even know because they there's no communication. There's yeah. there's no nothing. All of a sudden, Dave made the wrong decision in the field. Next next game, he wasn't playing. So he ran waters after that. Oh, sorry, you can't come on the team bus. So then he went into the stands and cheered. Oh, sorry, now you can't come to the game. Boom, you sat. <laughs> went on from there. Wow. and um, They wouldn't let him in the ground. No, no. Not so, even sit in the crowd. And he was the captain and he's won more <laughs> orange caps, than, which means most runs than any other player in the history of the IPL. And, and it's just him. And after one bad game, gone. So, well, didn't think we we're going to go there, but I'm, there we go. That's that, that we need to talk about. Next time I'm in there, we'll talk about yeah. that properly yeah. because um, I've that, got a score to give the Wells Fargo Championship. It's uh, oh, on yes. the USPGA. Jason Day's yeah. leading, he's 10 Still. under. Wow, he's beautiful three, three in front. I don't know if he's right this right this moment because they would have been playing last night, but he was leading at the, the, the end of the last round. Okay, very good. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll check that, but that's that's great. He's it's sort of been three or four years. No, you're right. That is a that is a, a final score for round two. Max Homer is second. Um, so good for Jason Day. It's it's been a rough few years for him. Now he has got proper back problems. Um, what about Sergio Garcia? Did you see him? I mean, it, this is one of the great whinges of world sport. He he's lost his ball. Did you see this? He's, the audio unfortunately is a bit muffled, so we can't play it. So it looks like he's off to the South African, uh, South America. Saudi Arabian blood money golf tour because while he's while he's looking for his ball in the while he's looking for his ball in the bull, in the in the shrub right they start the clock on him which is they're supposed to do this is about it's made 50 million off the USPGA tour and he said I can't wait to leave this tour only two weeks and I never have to deal with you people again God, golfers can be petulant, can't they? They they really think they're doing it hard. Mm. The blokes made fifty million chasing a white ball around a paddock. The funny thing is, the footage of him trying to find that ball is is quite funny. But yeah, geez, just I can't wait to leave this tour. Can't wait to get out of here. Proper dummy spit. Mm. Well, he's probably win a lot of the tournaments in the other thing because there's, mm. uh, there's not many great players over there. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I think you get a surprise. Money will talk there. I, I believe so. you're right. Actually, money yeah. will eventually talk. Yeah, you know, you know what's going to happen. It's going to be that weird thing where 
all the the money's going to stay the same, so it's going to be stupid money. I think three hundred and fifty million over the course of a year or the course of whenever people are going to go. Well, you know what? The field is that soft. I'd be stupid not to go over and have a yeah. look and try yeah. and cash in. Uh, by the way, this segment is supposed to be Richard's tip. So uh, Richard tipped a five dollar ninety winner the last time, either the last time he did this or the last time before. So we're playing with the bank's money, Rich. What are we doing today? All right. Well, I've got a runner down at Kembla Grange today, who I, yes. I think will be very hard to beat. He's only in a maiden, and he's having his first start, so a little bit of risk there. Mm-hmm. It's a heavy nine track today. Uh, but he's in race four. He's number one, a horse called Nation Pride. I think he'll be uh, tough mm, to stop if he handles $2. the track well. I think he will, but I can't guarantee it. It's his first run in a race on that, that kind of ground. He's trialled on it and going okay, but that's okay. different. So if it wins, you, it's, you're the reason. If it loses, it's Will's fault, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I've, been, right. I've been in Melbourne, right? and it's always going to be his fault. He's race been in charge. Four. Race four, number one, uh, that is... Nation pride. All right, there we go. Do you bet these things, Candace, when he gives these tips? I don't, but I pass them on to my brother. And so he always gives me a call or a text message on a Saturday morning, yeah. what's Richard's tips? Because he <laughs> wants them before you tell everyone and before the odds go down. So he thinks he's getting That's, in on he's something. He's going to take yeah. advantage exactly what of I do. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That is exactly what I do. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Um, we are about to welcome back, uh, well, the man who got his start here at Triple M. Now he's flying elsewhere, but uh, he's got a fight to talk about. And you know what, Candace, you should heed a lesson. I see him, he's doing social media at his kids' footy. And he doesn't yell and scream. <laughs> he's just very pleasant and he's just, you know, a, a respectful no, father. He just doesn't post the bits where he's on the sideline like I am. Paul Gallard, good morning to you. Hey, guys. I can tell you, I'm lucky. I'm the coach. So I don't yell and scream on the sideline. But when Tuesday comes around, I flog him. I, give it to him. <laughs> I get to take it out on them. How, how old are they, Gal? I coach the under 11s down at Vila, and uh, oh, they're pretty good enough. little. They're, they're pretty good little sides. But at least you tell them uh, they, they don't learn. Well, 100. percent And I was told those those weights. They won the game and quite comfortably, but they made too many errors. And I said, boys, that's what Tuesday. What do you want to do on Tuesday? Do you want to do skill work or do you want to do Malcolm? And they said skill work. I said, well, stop mucking around. We're going to do we're doing Malcolm after Malcolm. I love so it. Malcolm What's a Malcolm? A Malcolm is a fitness drill where you you hit the deck at the. A 10-metre line, then return 20 metres, hit the deck again, and yeah, it's quite hard. And I make it oh. do six of them in a row, so it's quite tough there. Wow. Oh, God. Uh, oh, now, hang on. Now, now, your boy is older than 11. You, he, you're not coaching here. Or is he, is he in the team? Nah, nah, he's 10, yeah. He's 10 turning 11 this year. Yeah, yeah, he's, so he's, he's in the team. team? Yeah, he's in the team, yep. yeah. Okay, that's a, now, that's this is an interesting... Way. No, no, this... don't, I can tell you how this dynamic works. The coach isn't going to go to two matches, right? So he's always in the team. Is this like a Kevin oh. Walters, Billy Walters situation? Well, I was thinking poor, poor Brad Arthur, Jacob Arthur. I mean, I, I'm told I'm told Gal's boy is very good, actually, so I don't think we have to worry about team selection. But in all honesty, are you conscious of that, that, shit, what are the other parents thinking? Yeah, absolutely, I am, yeah. And, I mean, it's, um, it, it is tough, and, and junior footy and Candice, you know, being involved in kids' sport is very, very hard <laughs> because – 
Uh, everyone's got an opinion. Everyone wants to be involved, and uh, everyone knows better. So it is quite <laughs> hard on, to be honest. Hang on, with you. hang on. Um, it's a bit hard yeah. to argue with the coach when it's no, no, Paul no. Gallon. <laughs> yeah, well, no. professional well, fighter now. Had, I've, I've had no issues yet. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely uh, look. We, we all know we've seen issues in the past at, at kids' sport, and thankfully all the parents are very good. And look, I. I've told my son at the start of the year, you will never, ever get man of the match from me. So uh, yeah. that's one thing that we, 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 we stay. We, we, he doesn't get to get man of the match, but uh, he's a good little player anyway. If I, if I was Gal, I'd just have my premiership ring on every time I did the game. And if a, if a parent walked up to me, I wouldn't even look. I'd just put my face, hand up, say, talk to the ring. <laughs> Gal, talking about premierships, uh, just a little bit of footy. Do you think Parra now are um, premiership contenders? They've beaten Melbourne in Melbourne, Penrith in Penrith. Um, you know, they've, they've got to be considered. Yeah, look, they, they did that last year too. I think the, the back end of the year, they won some big games. They were only just beaten by Penrith in the semi-final to make the grand final. I actually did Parra at the start of the year to make the grand final. Um, look, the last couple of years they've been spoken about and I thought they've been absolute pretenders. I thought they had no hope and uh, proven right, but... I think this year, time spent playing together, um, mm. they've had a, a lot of years of that. So they know each other really well. They know each other's game inside out. So if, if this is ever going to be a year for Taylor to win a premiership, I think this is it. And I think, I've got to say, I think their window sort of closed a little bit after this year. They're, they're losing Reid Marnie. They're yeah. losing Papa Leahy. Um, there's a couple of other guys that went up going. Uh, there's a couple of guys getting older. So I think this is their chance this season and uh, wait and see how, how they go. They've also played well, well last night. They can replicate what they did last night over and over. They'll be tough to beat. All right, stay there, Gal, because we actually brought you on to talk about your upcoming fight. We'll do that right after this. This is the Dead Set Legends here on Triple M. Dan Ganain, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M Dead Set Legends, uh, Candace and Richard. Um, this bloke started boxing as, you know, a bit of a hobby, a bit of an extra, you know, a, a bit of moonlighting to, you know, make a bit of cash during the off season. Wednesday night, Paul Gallon could become Australian. Heavyweight champion. Amazing. That's got to, That's got to be a good feeling, Gal. You've done some good things in this game. That's actually yeah. got to be a pretty good feeling that you could be Australian heavyweight champion. Yeah, without a doubt, it's a huge card for me. I mean, it, it's just sort of it was a bit of a coincidence that come about because we were fighting for the Australasian title, which my opponent won about two months ago. But then, obviously, I fought Justice Hooney last year for the Australian title, and he won that. And uh, mm. he hasn't fought since, and he is actually fighting for a regional belt in June, so uh, he had to relinquish the Australian title, so it turned out that we're now able to fight for the Australian title and the Australasian title at one night. And look, it's something I've said from day one. I've never set out to achieve, to win titles. Mm. I was only there for the cash, but um, look, to, uh, to be fair, it's, it's a huge carrot in front of me, and to be able to say I did it um, is going to be you know, something pretty special. And I've fought three Australian champions in the past, and I've never fought for the Australian title once, so it's something that I haven't really had too much of a go at and uh, had a go against Hooney, obviously, but I get a second chance to win on Wednesday night and I'm determined to do it. Gal, do you think it was your fight against Mark Hunt that changed things for you, that people started to step up and go, wow, Gal can actually fight? I think so. And I, I, I've got to say, I knew before that, um, that where, where I was at before that. I, I've, sparred, I've sparred virtually everyone in Australia and always competed against them and always held my own. And I actually think I surprised a lot of people when I jumped in the ring with them. But without doubt, the fight Mark Hunt, um, such a legend of combat sports and the guy everyone said was literally going to kill me <laughs> to get out of that with a win. Uh, it was huge. And then obviously to fight Lucas Brown after it. Uh, I think I turned a lot of people's minds in that, that I can actually get in there and do it. And, and then to, to fight Justice Hooney after that and go 10 rounds with uh, what's tipped to be the, the next best uh, boss in Australia. Uh, I think, yeah, I turned a lot of people's heads and made them realise I can fight. And um, yeah, I'm just uh, 
finishing off my career now. I've obviously had a wonderful sporting career lasted well over 20 years, and um, I'm, I will be retiring this year without a doubt. Maybe even after this fight, I'm not too sure yet. Um, but I'm determined to get in there and, and do my best. And uh, I guess the guy's got a great record. You know, t- ten wins, only one loss. Uh, he's got eight knockouts in those ten wins. So it's going to be a hard fight. I'm going to know illusions how tough it's going to be, but I've prepared well and uh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, Chris Tzewski, he's, he's not a he's no chump fighter. He's a, he's a good fighter. But you fought uh, uh, quite a number of fighters now who are who are very very credible fighters. Was there ever a point? In, have you ever looked back and thought maybe I should have been a fighter when when you were young and you know at your physical peak? <laughs> Nah, I gotta say, mate, I, I I love rugby league. I love rugby league. I love the career that I had. Um, I love being able to win the first premiership for the Sharks. And yeah, no, nothing has ever convinced me I want to be a fighter. Well, look, after maybe after I won that premiership, maybe I should have gone to boxing a couple of years earlier because probably have a whole lot more money in my pocket. <laughs> but uh, but uh, other than that, um, no, I'm a rugby league player through and through. I've, I've got no questions about that whatsoever. And I, I would never, ever question my career or what I've done. Uh, I'm very happy with what I've done. And, and I consider myself a rugby league player first. Gail, you talk about the mental anguish and, and stress that fighting and, and preparing for a fight puts on you, but there must be a full family commitment involved. Mm. Oh, there's, yeah, look, my, my family support me more than any. My, my wife's fantastic. And, Look, I've got to say, she doesn't want me to fight anymore. That's a big part of the reason I'm going to retire this year because of my family. And there comes a time in life where your brain, as an athlete, you just—I believe my brain's gotten stronger. My head's gotten stronger as an athlete. I'm a better athlete now in my mind than what I was 10 years ago. But unfortunately, there's an old thing: <laughs> age, age is undefeated. It always <laughs> catches up with you, and it just—you just can't keep doing what you were able to do years ago. And that's where I'm at at the moment. Look, I can still train as hard as I, I ever did, but. You know, rather than being able to train the next day, I can't. I've got to have the day off. So, um, you know, my mind's very, very strong and very, very powerful. But unfortunately, the body just doesn't quite keep up anymore. And um, with that, obviously having a family as well, it all comes into yeah. play. Um, it's time to, to put them first. And, uh, yeah, that's why this will be uh, possibly my last fight and then definitely my last year involved in professional sport anyway. And I've got a great yeah. job. I've got great work. Yeah. I've, got, I've got options. It's not like I have to yeah. be doing this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm in a good place. I never believe a boxer when they say that. I actually believe you when you say that, particularly now that Ian's stepped in and said no more. So uh, this might be it, everyone. Paul Gallon, Chris Tursievsky is the main event Wednesday night. It's, it's main event. It's KO. It's Foxtel. They always put on a good show. That's a Matt Rose card, isn't it, with Nikita Zoo and Harry Garside? Yeah, yeah, no limit card. And look, they put on the best, best, fight, best fights in Australia. They do. I had a look at the main event card uh, this morning. Between the five main fights, there's only four losses between the ten fighters. So it's an amazing wow, strong. It's an amazing card. It's like something like sixty or seventy wins and four losses between the ten fighters, uh, the, the the main five fights. So it's going to be a it's a massive card. It's probably the best card I've seen well, put together. Well, someone had to step up. Some promoter had to step up and put some credibility back in boxing. And mm. you know, obviously, these guys are having a crack at it. They sure yeah, they've, are. They've been fantastic. And obviously, uh, Tim Zoo's doing an amazing thing. The kid yeah. is on the, on his way up now. Harry Garside, you know, one of the the only Olympic medal in the past 30 odd years for Australia, so he's fantastic, and I get the headline and bring attention to them. So I, I can't wait for it. The boxing skills might be, or not, the age might be kicking in. The selling skills are still <laughs> they're, they're sharpening beautifully. Gal, good to have you back on Triple M, mate. Good luck on Wednesday night, brother. Thanks, boys. Talk to you soon. See you guys and girls. Right. Good All luck, the Gal. Best. Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends. The Dead Set Legends have all the latest news in the sport. But to catch the action live, stay and play on at queensland.com forward slash play on. Dead Set Legends, Triple M. Uh, we do it for uh, our friends at, uh, well, Queensland Live Sporting Events. And next week, 
Magic Ground in Brisbane will be doing the show from there. There, I, I guess we'll try and get some of our people to just pop in and say hello. And the Saturday up there is already a sellout. Friday we'll get close with Manly playing Brisbane, and there's some good games. I think Roosters play Parramatta on the Sunday. That's one of the games there, so that's going to be a good day. Um, we don't tend to delve into politics, Candice Rich, but um, can, can I just say, I said this the other night, I'll repeat it again because most people wouldn't have heard that. This election campaign, whether it's Labor or Coalition or whoever, these press conferences are just turning into journalists with gotcha questions, with the camera on them, because God knows if you ask a gotcha question, you've you got to have the glory of having the camera on you. Is it just me, or, or is this a new, relatively new phenomena that this is all these things are about now? Well, it's it's not all that new. They've they've been at it for a fair while, but they you're right that it's become a game with them. It's it's all they want to do is get their little gotcha moment, mm-hmm. get them their head on TV. They're not really interested in getting the potential leader of the country, whoever that might be, and find out exactly what policies he's got and get him to explain what he represents, yep. what his vision is. But that's if because he has they any. can't. They can't. They can't do that because they don't know what their their policies are and they don't know what their visions are. Well, you ask the question. Yeah, and it's but it's all about their ego. Hey. It's just. Yeah, I, I I do lament this. I don't think, and this is my personal view. Mm. I don't think the two potential leaders of this country. I don't see any vision, true vision. Mm-hmm. Not when I say vision, I mean Paul Keating style vision, yeah. where he envisaged superannuation, where he envisaged. A GST, even though he didn't yeah. get it in, Howard did. But, you know, he had proper vision for the country. And implementing it in the future. And and John Howard did. He had vision that we're not going to have guns in the community. Yeah. And these are important things. I don't hear any of that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You're right. For about the last 15 years, the goal has been to win uh, and win only. Always the goal is to win. You've got to, to govern, you've got to win. So every... It's been going on for 100 years. But it just seems now that's the only aim. Just get in office. Yeah. Anyway... Thus ends the political sermon here on Dead Set Legends. But, Candice, I was about to wish you Happy Mother's Day, but I'm not going to do that because apparently I have to wish you Happy Parents' Day or Happy Family Day. This is a story that popped up in the Telegraph uh, a couple of days ago. So a growing number of Sydney preschools have snubbed Mother's Day and are instead hosting parents or family day events under the woke banner of being inclusive. (laughs) Can I just say, I am outraged by this. As a mother, we're so selfless and all we want is one day of the year where it's not about our kids. Every day of the year is about our kids. I think it just needs to be one day of the year where Mother's Day is about us mothers and appreciating what we do. A hundred percent. And I I don't know where this stuff comes from because there would be thousands of wonderful same-sex parent, you know, partnerships, Mm -hmm. marriages Mm -hmm. that are raising children and doing a wonderful job. Are they really incensed? That they're not yeah. included in Mother's Day? I, I don't think they would well, be. They can still they, decide, but decide whether they want to do a Mother's Day or a Father's Day, which well, day that they day celebrate. They but having a family day, is that just another excuse to buy your kids presents? No. Nah, you know, like, I just, thing's... enough is enough. Oh, That's... now I see where you're going. Now I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you reckon it's a commercial thing? It could be. And, oh. You know, it's not the only thing, too. Um, they're now removing all references to sex, you know, whatever sex the, the children might be from mm-hmm. some, I believe, yeah. you know, preschools yeah. and organisations so that so that no one has a sex until they're like 12 or something. It's just gone 
completely bonkers. If anything, it's confusing the kids. It's confusing everyone. Let's just keep it Mother's Day, Father's Day, and everything. Let's just let's not change something. It's, it's not really if, hurting anybody. No. Yeah. If you have two fathers, right? You celebrate uh, Father's okay. Day. Then tw- you know you've got two fathers to celebrate yeah, on 100%. Father's Day. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to well, stop saying 100%. That can be a grievance. Oh my <laughs> God, isn't that, aren't we all, we're all, oh. that, that's a rugby league thing, I reckon, and it's yeah. infiltrated everywhere. I just Triple say M- 100. Well, oh, well. well, yeah. Candy's made it her own. Yeah, you know? well, that's. 100. Oh, yeah, but that's a, you know, that's social media speak, Richard, the 100. <laughs> Triple M. She she de- she deplores social media, but boy, yeah. her personality can reflect it at times. Triple M. Dead Set Legends. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M. Dead Set Legends Sports Update. I got a great story here. I'll save this for the end, but let's get uh, to the housekeeping. Penrith's home streak ends at twenty-one. Parramatta are stirring. 22 to 20 win. I'm told they're going to have a guest on the Saturday scrum from the Eel, so stay tuned. Earlier, um, Canberra over the Bulldogs, 14 points to four. Not the greatest game, but a win for the Canberra side. That's all they know. We're waiting on news on Jared Croker, actually. They'll have more on that at midday. Um, it didn't look good, although he was a bit more positive after the game, talking uh, to people off air. So we'll wait and see what happens there. Uh, it looked like he had a dislocated shoulder. But more importantly for this show, Candice, how are you feeling today about your bunnies mm. letting Adam Reynolds go to the Broncos? And, and, and here's another rugby league term, Richard. Adam Reynolds pulling South Sydney's pants down the way he no. did. Oh. I don't mind that saying. Yeah, look, it's it's hard to see him in a Broncos jersey. It is. That's twice now that the Broncos have beat South. This season, and Adam Reynolds had a hand in all four of their tries. Um, yep. So it, it is hard to see, but we've got to move past that now. We've got to stop saying, well, you know, if only Adam Reynolds was here. We've got a really good young side and a mix of mature players as well. So we just have to deal with what we've got. Um, you know, South were only going to sign him for one year. We don't know what Adam Reynolds is going to do, you know, next year or the year after. He seems to play really well against his old side. But so many players, when they come up against their old side – um, you know, have an extra special game. So I think we just put that aside and, and, and move on. I oh, know. We're not putting that aside. No. Every no. time it happens, mm. Adam Reynolds, you know, causes the destruction of another team, not necessarily yeah. Souths. But, but that, that's, that's right. the thing. He knows South so well. He knows their plays. He knows how to read them inside and out. So they would he would have played a really big role in the team meetings uh, with Brisbane during the week. Was fascinating, the blokes he went after verbally, and he clearly told his teammates, go after Cody Walker, you could get into his head. Yes. Jai Arrow, he was at from the kickoff. Yeah, he was mouthing a, off before the before uh, the, that's the first whistle. Brilliant. Um, winners in AFL, Freo and Port Adelaide, the two Sydney teams play today. Uh, the Kings 1-0 up in the NBL Grand Final Series, Game 2 tomorrow. But this, guys, this is the story I want to get to, and I can't believe it hasn't had more publicity. The MCG has brought back tinnies in a bid to cut down plastic. So here we go. This is climate change and wokeism for the better. They're allowing cans of beer to be sold in some sections of the crowd at AFL games and level one, the bottom level, within throwing distance. That's that's the thing. They got rid of the cans Mm. because, you know, the yobbos were throwing them on the field and at each other. And, you know, you get hit in the back of the head with a full can. Actually, I knew the bloke. He was a panel op of mine at another radio station. He used to wear the Subway sandwich suit at the at the footy. He was the mascot. And he was felled 
at a game by a full can that hit him fair <laughs> in the head. Love. I should laugh. But he would have been protected with the Subway sandwich, wouldn't he? It didn't. It knocked him out. The Subway oh, sandwich geez. was prone on the sideline. Oh, jeez. With a can lying next to him. And I won't tell you which team was playing, but it it, it was not a good scene. Um, okay, so you're anti the can of beer. Well, what I think it's it? dangerous. Is this just going to be for AFL or is that going to I be for so. any? Because I'm thinking, what about if like a World Cup match is there and someone's building on the boundary? Look, can you, you can you serve a beer in a paper cup? Is oh, it get can, soggy? What, a paper oh, cup? Richard, don't worry. What about the paper straws? Oh, they're, hate they're, those. They're a disgrace. They make me angry. Those paper straws. <laughs> no, no, you can't have plastic straws. No oh. good. No good. Uh, well, Richard, you do your thing. I will not go to a thing. cafe if mine. they have the paper straws. That's how much against them I am. Uh, so anyway, all right. I thought you might be bigger supporters. I, I would. I would say. You couldn't sell cans at SCG one dayers because that's where all the problems were. You <laughs> You'd always at about eight o'clock too, at night. Too long. That's when. Too that's hot. when the drunks had full strength beer. Oh, that's the other thing. Some of these MCG tinnies are full strength. Oh so, no! Now I, I is see. Is this someone having a funny joke? No, I no, see this problems. Is, they've been trialling this all year. They've been trialling this all year. Have we a got more or less yobos at sporting events? Well, I think you bring back full strength beer. I think you're going to have the same amount you used to. Is yobo a word anymore, or is mm-hmm. it? Imagine a, my a full day at cricket, eight nine hours. Like that's just no, yeah, you couldn't it can't do be it. done. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. And and it stunk when they went to half strength, but they had to do it a few <laughs> years ago because there were too many. When you had when you had footballers urinating in cups and throwing it uh, into the crowd. That was like, well, okay, we've probably gone too far. Anyway, that was your graphic sports update. Uh, Richard's list of grievances. The whole show has been a grievance. What's he going to come up with to finish the show? Triple M, Dead Set Legend. We've been there for it all. Four and 20, Australia's original fan food. Now, the Dead Set Legends play of the week. Candice, I'm going to leave this to you because I know you've got a good one this week. Yeah, so uh, Matilda's captain Sam Kerr has been named the England Football Writers Association Female Player of the Year after another stellar season with Chelsea. Um, Kerr, she just, yeah, you know, is on just, fire. She's has, the best. She scored 18 Super League goals for Chelsea this year. I mean, mm-hmm. there isn't anything that she can't do. How, how, how prestigious is this award? I mean, who, who got the men's side? Well, it, well, it's really prestigious. Uh, Mo Salah. Mo Salah won it, Rich, and right. he's yeah. okay. creamed of the creme. Right, yeah. yeah. So this is a prestigious award. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's absolutely yeah. so prestigious. And, yeah. and for an Australian to do it, probably the first female um, Australian to do it is, you know, it's incredible. And it's it's what uh, football in our country needs. Yeah. You know, I watched the other day. So Liverpool could win the quadruple, right? But at the other end of the scale, I watched Everton, their rivals, in a, they're in a relegation battle and they knocked off Chelsea. The last 10 minutes of that game and the crowd reaction, this basically all this game did was just kick the can down the road. They still might get relegated. Yeah. But the crowd reaction, went crazy. my God, this, this is an unbelievable sport. English Premier League football, the battle for seven. I, honestly, I, I, I was teary watching it because they were so I, – I guess they, they get more joy, these fans, out of seeing their team survive the drop than actually winning the Premier League at the other end. See, yeah. the, the Premier League, has got they've got it at both ends of the competition. Yeah. You've got yeah. them fighting to win. And and only about four. four teams can do that. Yep. And it. then you've got them fighting not to lose. Yep. Not to it was an unbelievable sport. Yeah. It was, what are they going to do for the middle? 
because you well, know, they need something in the middle. The, uh, another Europa League. Anyway, yeah. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legend. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Just about done for another Dead Set Legends. Saturday Scrum coming up and then uh, Maroon is back, 3 o'clock. So there you go. He was back last night sounding normal, which was good to hear. And uh, uh, you'll hear him call the 3 o'clock game this afternoon. Uh, just about done, as I said. Richard's tip, race four at Kembla. That's a 2.30 race. We don't normally like him going with the favourite, but it's his own horse. So $2.35 uh, at the last time we've looked. We'll accept that nation pride. So good luck, Rich. A few of us will be on it. Time now for this. Dan, Candice, go into any cafe, restaurant, and there it will be. One of the worst foodstuffs that... I can imagine. Avocado. Candace can't control herself already. Avocado. What? It's a horrible... Is it a fruit? I'm not even sure. It's a horrible thing. It's covered in that like green leather, and inside is like congealed slime. It's horrible. Not. It's delicious. It's not delicious. It's not delicious. It, when I was a kid, no one ate it, right? They'd just... They, we'd throw them at each other, right? Because they were, you wouldn't eat it. Now, it's everybody, th- all th- the woke community, all those woke. people. No, uh, are you saying thing. I'm It is not woke. You've lost your marbles this morning. You don't like avocado. There's yeah, nothing better no. than Vegemite and avocado on toast. It's just slimy. The texture of it makes me want to. It's like peanut on, butter. Vegemite and avocado on toast. Oh, you've got to try it on sour No, I don't bread. think I do. No, you That's do. Your honour. I you rest do. my case. I rest my case. This is What's the sort of a little bit of avocado, avocado on toast. Vegemite and av- I can guarantee that a lot of people that you know would have Vegemite and avocado they on toast. They wouldn't admit it though, would they? Yes, they would. Okay. Oh, all right. I might. But it's like peanut butter. But what about? It's not like peanut butter. It is. I like peanut Except butter. Except it's what not a... crunchy. What about Richard Sermon? In the last break we did about the poor. Jiffy Lube, sorry, Subway sandwich guy who was knocked out with a can of beer. Someone hurled at him, and he's throwing hard avocados as a kid. They weren't that hard. Not by the time we got them. (laughs) I will say, though, the price of avocado in a cafe is outrageous. Really? I'd be giving them away. (laughs) That's not man of the people stuff, Candice, when you complain about cafe prices. It's like $8 for a side of avo. Only a sucker would pay that. Yeah, me. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, Triple M, that's it. We're done. Thank you, Candice. Thank you, Rich. We'll be back to do it all again next week. The Dead Set Legends have all the latest news in sport, but to catch the action live, stay and play on at queensland.com forward slash play on.